You're listening to the podcast Stories of the Vietnamese Boat People. Hi, I'm Tracy Nguyen Meng, and welcome back. Real quick before we start the show, I want to share some exciting news. We will be launching a campaign to profile Vietnamese Americans living here in the New York City area. We're currently running a nationwide competition to have someone help us come up with a name, a slogan, and a design for this campaign. And the best part? The winner is going to get $300 plus bragging rights. So go to our Instagram page at Vietnamese Boat People and look for details. And a big shout out and hug to Asian Women Giving Circle for helping us to fund this campaign effort. Speaking of Vietnamese Americans living here in New York City, I hope you notice our new theme song just now. It's an original created just for our show from the talented singer, songwriter, and producer, Paulina Vo. She's based here in Brooklyn, New York. You can check out her work at paulinavo.com. That's paulinavo.com. I'd like to start off each new season with a student spotlight. Earlier this year, our organization was invited to attend the Miss Rutgers VSA pageant at Rutgers University in New Jersey. VSA stands for Vietnamese Student Association, and it's a collegiate student-run organization that exists in schools across North America with the mission to promote an awareness and appreciation for Vietnamese culture. This is an incredibly impressive group of young leaders, and I encourage you to look them up. It's VSA, and if you are a student, find one in your school to join or start one. So we attended this event, and it was not your old school beauty pageant. The competition was inclusive of contestants from different schools, of different Asian ethnic groups, and even in the transgender community was welcome to compete. It was progressive and it was a beautiful evening. The contestants not only demonstrated their talents in music, dance, and storytelling, but also shared strong points of views on social issues that their generation is currently facing. Vivian Liu, a native New Yorker and now junior at Baruch College, took home the title Miss VSA. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was born and raised. Well, my parents, they were Vietnamese refugees. Not a lot of people growing up knew that I was even Vietnamese just because I didn't really embrace my culture or my heritage as much as I wanted to. And that's actually one of my biggest regrets today. I'm also like a percentage Chinese. So like growing up, all the Asians, like most of the Asians that were in my elementary, middle, high schools, they would be Chinese and um, my other friends would be non-Asian. In attempts like to try to fit in, I would never really mention anything about like being Vietnamese. And after like doing Miss VSA and everything, I had people like message me and be like, OMG, I didn't know you were even Vietnamese <laughs> in the first place. Vivian's parents are refugees from Vietnam. They escaped to the country together after the Vietnam War had ended. 
Prior to our interview, Vivian spent some time to ask her parents how they came to America. Both born in Saigon, which is now known as Ho Chi Minh City, and they didn't know each other that much until like the Vietnam War happened and they had to leave. Basically, like during their time in Vietnam, they were just like any other uh, Vietnamese person, except that my parents, for my mother's side at least, they were Chinese immigrants. And they came to Vietnam during World War II to uh, live like a better life in just a safer country. On my dad's side, his parents were born in Vietnam. After uh, communism took over and the Vietnam War was happening, they like finally made the decision that they wanted to leave and uh, they didn't know where they were gonna end up. They are part of the Vietnamese boat people So my entire family from my mom's side and my dad's side all came, but they had to uh, go separately because the first time they came um, all on a boat, they were actually scammed. They paid a lot of money to get on a boat to leave. And when they got there, the boat had already left. Yeah, that was just like, it was really heartbreaking for them. The second time that they left, everyone kind of like went up in smaller, like way smaller groups. My mom and her twin sister and my uncle and my dad left in that group. So they did leave together the second time. Your parents met as part of the group that got together that were trying to escape the country? Mom says like they knew of each other and they had like very small like conversations and exchanges before that. But they really got like closer and got to know each other as like the group the escape group. Oh, that's kind of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, absolutely. So so um, did they tell you like in Vietnam what they were doing? Like how old were they? They were, yeah, they were in their early 20s when they decided to leave. When the war ended, Vivian's parents felt there was no point in a formal education under the communist regime. Instead, they dropped out of school to figure out how to make money quickly to survive. And they started learning like skills like embroidery and sewing um, on like my mom's side, um, just to make money here and there by like working and selling things. And my dad, he kind of, I think he did something similar where he just tried to sell things. So what happened like when they got on a boat? Did they tell you any of that? Um, yeah, they told me that like they were on a rather big boat, so they felt like a lot safer than the other family members that um, went and that they stayed at sea for a really long time until they were accepted into a refugee camp in Indonesia. Um, and then they stayed there, but throughout, like my parents get very seasick. So they're just telling me about how it was just, they're just like waiting and praying that finally get off of sea. And did they tell you how long they were at the Indonesia camp? Um, they were there for like a year. Oh, wow. Um, That's a long time. Yeah. So they were there for a very yeah. long time. Do you know why? Or? Because it took a while for like the sponsoring process and for the United States to accept them, I guess. One thing that they heavily like stressed whenever they tell me is that the change in weather definitely shocked them. And like once they 
landed in New York. The skyscrapers and everything was really like fascinating for them. And it was just hard for them to kind of like get used to the culture and the life in New York and making friends and things because um, they didn't have many people to really talk to. So what did they do for a living like? Did they go back to school? Did they start their own business? Or So my mom had actually used like her skills that she learned in Vietnam with like the um, that involved like clothing and sewing and things like that to work in a clothing factory when she first got here. And my dad kind of used his skills to selling things. <laughs> um, he became an antique vendor. After hearing about your parents' story, like, what surprised you the most? Just definitely, like, their journey to come to America. I know, like, when I was younger, they would, and still now, they would tell me to, like, you know, be humble and, like, really, like, appreciate and be grateful for what I have now because I know that I'm very fortunate. When they tell me that they sacrificed a lot to come here, I never really expected it to go beyond what happened when they immigrated here, but even back in Vietnam and how they actually got here. Why do you think you didn't know about it? When I was younger, my parents like never really, they were never in the mindset to kind of like sit me down and tell me like, oh, this is how we came here. And this is like our story. Everyone was basically busy. When I was younger, especially in my like primary school years, my grandparents would take care of me while my parents were at work. So I wouldn't have that much time like after school to really interact with my parents. Um, it was more like my grandparents um, taking care of me until they got off work. Um, I was fortunate enough to basically be able to do extracurricular activities um, such as like dance and swimming and being in after school clubs. Compared to my brother, at least, our childhoods were a lot different. He is 14 years older than me, so that is a big difference. Like, we have a very close relationship with each other, despite the large age gap. He has helped me a lot in understanding why my parents are the way they are, because I was raised with a more westernized upbringing. Because of him, like, I understand, like, the cultural differences that my parents have and that I have. So whenever my parents and I would argue over something, I would take a step back and I would understand like, this is the way they were raised and that's probably why uh, we disagree on some things. My parents never really like stress the cultural part and heritage part because they kind of let me decide whether um, I would like assimilate more to American culture or really keep in touch with uh, my Vietnamese and Chinese heritage. And that's like one of my biggest regrets today, not being more, I guess, cultural um, as a person. Well, did you grow up in a neighborhood with other um, Vietnamese or Chinese Americans? So I grew up in a neighborhood where I was probably the only <laughs> Vietnamese um, other than my family. However, I did grow up in New York City, and New York City is known to be super diverse. So even though I was probably the only Vietnamese person um, near me, there was definitely a lot of um, minorities around me. So like definitely a lot of Chinese Americans and a lot of other types of minorities. So I never really felt that I had a problem being a minority. It was more like a problem being a Vietnamese American. 
I assimilated more to my Chinese heritage in attempts to like fit in. According to an American community survey conducted in 2016, there were only a little over 13,000 Vietnamese Americans living in New York City. That is out of 8.5 million residents in the entire city. That means that the Vietnamese American community don't even come close to 1% of the entire population in the city. I don't blame her for feeling disconnected to her Vietnamese heritage. So as a freshman, the first day that uh, you had at school, at least my college, was the day where you can look around and explore all these like people from clubs would approach you and things like that. And the one club that really stuck with me was VSA or the Vietnamese Student Association and the people that approached me. I thought that college would be a great opportunity for me to actually get more connected with it, especially since the people in the organization seemed super nice, super welcoming. Um, and I was really surprised that the club actually had such a big like member base because I just didn't expect there to be that many Vietnamese Americans in New York. And having that like network of people going to conferences and meeting such passionate and dedicated people it really made me happy to be Vietnamese. And for the first time, um, thanks to VSA, um, I was able to really be proud of my background and my heritage. The contestants each chose a nonprofit in which the funds from the evening's event would be donated to. So I chose a nonprofit to write Love Her in Her Arms um, because I just felt like. Um, as a person, like recently, I've been so involved with like learning about the mental health of like myself, kind of like a self-discovery. I've just seen a lot of like problems in the Asian American community and I kind of wanted to tackle one of it. In previous years, people have tackled like the poverty in Vietnam, but I kind of wanted to do something that relates like not only in Vietnam or in Asia, but something that's for Asian Americans here in America. And I thought something that isn't really discussed at all is the mental health of some person. And I think like in generations before, like before me, they haven't really talked about it. It was always like dismissed and it's considered as a taboo subject. That's only because there wasn't really as much resources as we have nowadays to kind of educate people. So I think that by when I chose that organization, I wanted to make a statement. I don't know if you guys noticed, but for my talent, I kind of walked through part of my mental health journey. So in the beginning, I sang Breathing by Ariana Grande, and it was basically me talking about like how like anxiety was part of my life. And in the end, I transitioned to Break Free by Ariana Grande, and it's basically me like learning to live with it and learning to overcome it. Something that stood out to me is because you never really know what people are going through. Um, they always like someone can be like super happy um, and like put on a front, but they can be suffering with things like depression on the side and like suicidal thoughts. And I think if we open up like a community that is comfortable to talk with these things, then 
people will be like more open to discuss these things and the stigma of mental health in any community, let alone the Asian American community, can basically be destigmatized. Is there anything about your story that you shared with us um, that you think would be surprising for maybe your friends or, or anything that you would want them to walk away with? I think something that um, my friends will definitely walk away with is um, they didn't know like my family's like history and like their story and how especially the friends that I met before college and how I never really mentioned that I was like Vietnamese and that was such a big part of my family's history. I think that would be really shocking for them to hear, especially since uh, how risky it was to come as a Vietnamese refugee. Similar to a lot of immigrant parents, I think my parents are extremely hardworking and dedicated and passionate in what they do. When I was growing up, I really took that for granted I really didn't understand like the extent of basically like their past and all the sacrifices they made just to get to where they are today. Something that my parents would always like emphasize is for me to study well um, and not to worry about them. Now that I know like, like their entire like family history and just their journey to come from Vietnam to the United States, like I just feel like way more appreciative I asked Vivian what advice she would give to her peers and younger generations after her. Yeah, I think um, something that like, I really regret when I was younger is just not really keeping in touch with my Vietnamese heritage and not, like not even my Chinese heritage even. And I think that's something really important because as we have more generations uh, families in America, we really lose touch of that culture if it's not really being heavily stressed. And I think it's just important to just really remember your roots, where you came from, and really appreciate and be grateful for where you are today. And what advice would she give to others learning how to manage anxiety and mental health? I definitely think that the hardest step um, that someone can have is basically to open up and speak up. You don't have to do it to your parents. There's For people my age, or for college students or just students in general, there should be like resources at your school that you can go and talk to someone and it'll be totally confidential. And I think that's, that's the first step you can take to open up to somebody that is totally removed from your situation that basically can talk to you and guide you and comfort you and counsel you. Just taking a day for like self-love and just relaxing and recharging, I think that's really important. And just like definitely to breathe. That's Vivian Liu, Miss Rutgers VSA 2019. For more details on this episode, or to connect with Vivian, follow our Instagram page at Vietnamese Boat People and look for details under episode 13.
I'm Tracy Nguyen Mang, and thank you for listening and helping us preserve history. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like these stories, please rate us and share your feedback. And if you have a story to share, contact us at stories at vietnameseboatpeople.org. And stay tuned for the releases of our season three episodes.